As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be... Oh, man, it's 8 o'clock. And so that'll make it a... I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma. And yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined as always by the one and only Shooter Magooter. What's up, dude? Uh, officially one week from today, we will be done our live show. Uh, that's that's kind of sad. It is. Well, it is. It is. It. I mean, there's a lot of bittersweet. Yeah, it, there's a lot of ramping up going on right now. Um, Obviously, I mean, we're, we're recording two days in a row, so you can't expect me to have a full-blown cold opening ready to roll like Barbenheimer. That's gold. Yeah, Barbenheimer was a great cold open. I need to put something out. Uh, so the way that the contest is going to work, I am going to remind everybody, because this is a really good double cold opening, because I want to reiterate, you have the chance to go on a Barbenheimer date with Shooter Magooter that is paid for by yours truly. I'm sponsoring the evening. You have to, so if you go to our Instagram, there's our email on there. So in the subject of your email, it has to say Barbenheimer application. You have to say, one, why you should be picked, two, why you want to see both movies in the same day, and three, what gift you are going to bring, Shooter. I get a gift out you of have this? To bring a, it doesn't have to be more than $5. Uh, you don't have to spend a lot, but you have to bring him a gift. That's fair. Uh, now, this could be a bro date. Could be a real date, whatever you want it, it to be. It could be anything. Anybody can apply. Yeah. I am going to select three candidates, and I'm going to let Shooter select out of those three. If you are not selected, it is not because you are not worthy. You all should be able to go on this date with Shooter, but we have to select the winner somehow, so we're going to break it down. If you want to apply, go to our Instagram, click the little email button on there, and email us your application for Barbenheimer, sponsored by Steel. The narrowing down is going to be hilarious. I know. I'm actually really, we might have to do it You're on like giving yourself live. so much work. Well, it's worth it because I, I want to read the applications. I also Fair. think it would be a funny live if yeah. I go on and I just read out some app. I won't read names. I'll just read your application. And I'll, I'll rate it from like a one out of one to ten. I won't be mean. No one's going to get like a one. Everyone's going to get a good, unless you're a dick. I, I think this is one of the best ideas that you've ever come up with. Although I think I kind of came yeah, up with Yeah, I, I was going to say, I don't think I really came up with this one. I was just talking about how much I'd love to do that. But it's a great opportunity, one, to meet a fan. Yeah. Two, it could just be a lovely day. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. And that's one of those things that, you know, we're going to sit through about five and a half, six hours of movies. So... What better to get to know somebody than what kind of snacks you get at the movies? Yeah, sitting there in fall silence for Sometimes six hours. I fall asleep at movies. I don't think I'm going to fall asleep during this one, but yeah, I mean. Well, Oppenheimer be... is sitting at a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, and Barbie is at an 88, I believe, I last know, I saw. 91 yesterday. I may have dipped. It Both dipped. of them are going to change back and forth, honestly, over the next couple of weeks, but. Arguably certified fresh almost. I think it yeah. needs another week or two to be certified, but. It's going to be a great day for whoever wins, and I'm, this, I'm so excited. It's going to be a blast. But other than that, I've had a, a crazy day. I'm, usually my mom texts me because she believes in a lot of astrology stuff, and she'll be like, hey, Mercury's in retrograde, so like, just a heads up. I wish... I know that about your mom. Oh, yeah. She's a big Mercury in retrograde. Like, she always blames Mercury for when shit goes wrong, and she's onto something because when stuff's going wrong... A lot of the time, Mercury does tend to be in retrograde. I'm not saying I believe in it, 
but there are some correlations. Mercury, I don't believe, is in retrograde right now, and I needed it to be because I feel like it's perpetually in retrograde. I'm just flustered today, man. Like you walked in, I'm stomping around. I'm just like little things keep going wrong. I had no idea that if you plug your iPad into your computer and your computer has less battery, the iPad will charge your computer. Which That's, is it's gotta be the dumbest stupid. thing I've ever heard. Yeah. My my iPad died and my computer had two percent. So does like that work great. With phones too. I like if no I put idea. my iPhone into a MacBook, does that do the same thing? I didn't think it was a thing. That should no, not, it should be, a not thing. be a thing. So I'm the, the I, jobs didn't die for this. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um let's get into our Rosenthorn and then we got one thing on the news just because it's gonna take us right into OC. Uh my rose comes from these bitches love Bravo on Instagram. <laughs> And uh, it was in response to us raving about the new Roni when we posted it last night. Uh, he said, steals literally all of us right now. Shooter is us when we had to sit through that terrible time of Bravo, trying to bring back an entire new cast of VPR. Thanks for bringing us all back down to earth, Shooter. Shooter's good for that. I'm, I commented back on somebody, I think it might have been that one, where I, I said, Shooter is the pragmatic one. He will take a much more like reasonable approach to things. I'm much more the shoot for the stars kind of guy. I'm yeah. like, oh, it's going to be amazing. Like I always just assume the best until I'm proven otherwise. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, he brings me back down to earth. There's checks and balances around Well, here. that was the funny thing. I feel like because people have such short attention spans, obviously, you know, for the TikTok video, the TikTok video was like two and a half minutes long. And it was you raving about it in the beginning. And people were so quick to comment and uh -huh. knock you down and freak out. Obviously, there's idiots out there that are not even going to watch it nope. because they're just so stuck in the past. Whatever. Go ahead. Do that. I don't care. But don't comment on our video when we're enjoying a new show. <laughs> and they didn't get to the point where I told you to slow your roll a little bit. So that's fair. But the people who stuck through it and watched it, they understand. We've got a good balance here. A little checks and balances never hurt nobody. Nope. Uh, my thorn is uh, also from Instagram. Also in response to the Roni video. Uh, this person said, you should be on notice. You uh, were spot on a lot when you first started, but you were wrong over and over lately. Yeah, it was cute. Two guys who knew Bravo, but you're trying too hard, looking like regular guys again. Unreal. Crazy. I love the people that think we get paid by Bravo. I fucking wish. And so many people if, in that one. Honestly, if Bravo would pay us to do these things, if the Gorgas would pay us, if people in Potomac, I don't care who's paying us. You guys could just start paying us. We'll say whatever the we'll fuck we'll say like. anything. We don't care. You'll know. Trust me. You'll we are know cheap, if we're getting bribed. Pores, yeah. and we're fine by that. <laughs> you will definitely know if we actually get paid, and we'll probably announce it. Like we're not bigger. We've said this from day one. Yeah. We're not bigger than bribes. We just haven't been offered any yet. Here's the hot take brought to you by Melissa and Joe Gorga. Yeah, like, like that I, would that, be we the, will make it a segment. Like you will know immediately. We will not hide anything. Yeah, no, we don't get fucking paid by these things. But no. it's just ridiculous. We watch a show, we like a show, and now we're being told that we're trying too hard. I don't. It's crazy, and especially like, in like what's going on now. I mean, the funny thing is, obviously, Steele's in a mood, and yeah. he told me a couple of reasons why he's in the mood. One of those reasons is because he watched OC and hated OC. Oh, dude, and OC that, put that me in And between the comments and that, like, that's so funny to me. Yeah. So bravo. we're not trying hard. There's just not a lot. Like, Crappy Lake is good. It's 20 minutes long. It's a nice, quick watch. But as far as Bravo goes across the board, it's not really a lot of fun right now. OC well, sucks at this point. And oh, hold on. I, like, yesterday when we did the power rankings, like, I have been enjoying most of the shows. Like, that's the thing. But, like, OC... But I checked back into this one, and it started because of Tamara's stupid Ozempic comment that she made in response to Jen on Watch What Happens Live, which is so belittling, and it's so weird that she takes shots of people's appearances still, because 
it's outdated. It's dumb. She doesn't it, even own a gym anymore. You can't even be a gym it's person. It's just dumb, dude. Like, leave that part out of it. Emily has also been on Ozempic. She's been open about it. She said she started a weight loss journey with Ozempic, has since been in the gym consistently. She looks fantastic. By you taking a shot at Jen with Ozempic, you're taking a shot at Emily. Look, do I condone Ozempic use? Like, it's such a, a weird line, right? Like, I'm not here to say, and I'm not going to comment on who does what with their body. It's not our fucking job to say so. It's definitely not Tamara Judge's job to fucking say so. It's just stupid. It's asinine. Grow up. Like, that was my biggest issue, I think, was watching Tamara. And maybe this also, you know, this probably stems all the way back to the, uh, the interview we did with, with, like, Hot Topics. Because they got us all heated about two T's in a pod. Now I've been stuck on it. And then, of course, when I'm already thinking about two T's in a pod and I don't like that podcast, then Tamara does some stupid shit and reminds me why I don't like that podcast. That's a good point. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a very good point. My thorn is these two are side by side which i thought was really funny one's a five-star review and one's a one-star review and the five-star review is honestly one of the best reviews i think we've ever gotten it's one of the more touching ones and the other one is my favorite one-star review i've ever gotten so i'm gonna start with the one star and it just (laughs) is titled steel is so rude the banter is just not funny as it is mean and aggressive while shooter acquiesces (laughs) thanks dude there are too many enjoyable, fun, easygoing Bravo podcasts to bother with this one. It's, it's, it's so I also, good. like, I certainly never fucking acquiesced to you. No, and, like, that's the best part is they subtly took a dig at you as well. Like, that's backhand to Shooter and Steel So Rude. Like, yeah. it, it was a two- Shooter's a timid little bitch. Yeah. Shooter's <laughs> a little pansy and Steel's rude. But it was next to this one. This one uh, meant a lot to me. And actually, I got a little choked up when I read it the first time. Not going to lie. But this is from Jessica G511, and the title is Through Good Times and Bad. I started listening last September when I was on my honeymoon, the best time of my life. Since then, Brav Bros had become the only Bravo-related show that I'll play with my husband. Not because he's necessarily a sports guy, he just thinks the banter between Steele and Shooter McGavin is so funny. This past week, my beloved grandmother died, and as I sat on the beach crying, I listened to this podcast on my headphones. It brought laughs to the tears, and I think what the best part about content creators who give us so much of their time. Y'all might not know what it is as you're recording, but you walk with us in the best of times and the worst. Thanks for traveling with me. That was beautiful. It and is. That's the goal. Do you think her honeymoon was the best time of her life because she discovered us or because she was on her honeymoon? <laughs> <laughs> I would like to think it's a little bit of for my both. ego. I would like to think it's a little us. bit of both, but like that, you know, and reading it right there, I think I needed that in this moment as well. This is why we do it, guys. We don't do it so we can get in fights with commenters. We don't do it because we get followers and shit. We do it because we love connecting with our audience. We love connecting with you guys. We love hearing from you guys. Stuff like that means a lot more to us than you think. I'm a huge softy and I'm open about it. Shooter is a closet softy. He won't admit it, but I know he is. He's got a big old heart in there. So stuff like this, it means the world, especially on a day like today when I'm a little frazzled. I'll be, I'll be honest. I'll be open. I'm a little frazzled. So reading that out loud genuinely just brought me down a little bit, reminded me what it is we do here. And I think that I needed that before we jump into OC because OC had me rabid. We touch hearts here. We touch people. Oop. Wait, we are moving on. There you go. <laughs> But the only news I want to talk about, and it's going to get me ramped up again, but is that Ozempic tweet from Tamra. Now, Tamra went on and deleted this tweet, but I guess Jen was on Watch What Happens Live, and if you watched OC this week, then you saw 
once again, Tamara starts to drag her friend Jen, who she brought on the show, and once again went on Twitter and said, I didn't bring her on the show. How would I have done that? I like She talks herself into a corner all the time. She just doesn't seem truthful to me. It's just like she tries to spin whatever narrative fits her, and then she forces that on people via her Twitter, via her podcast, her Instagram, whatever her platform is. She is just trying way too hard in the show, socials, overall. I'm, I wish she never came back. I wish she would leave the show. She's ruining OC for me, and I was enjoying it up until now, but I, I thoroughly didn't enjoy this episode. I wrote on the last page, zero out of 10, that sucked. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way. And it's funny because we didn't do an OC review last week. So I was like, yeah, you know. I was ready to get back in. Yeah, like ready to get back in, ready to change it up a little bit because we've been watching a lot of the other shows. And immediately just like, fuck, man, this is, I, I know I put it, and I think you did too, put it at the end of my power rankings yesterday. Yesterday, it was slightly behind whatever I had third. I don't even fucking remember. It was just yesterday. <laughs> but it was slightly behind. Now, it's so far down there that I don't... I'm at the point now where if next, if next week sucks, I do not want to watch the rest of this. Well, season. what's coming up soon? No idea. Yeah, so we'll see. But let's jump into OC. Get through it to Crappy Lake. It's Crappy Lake. I watched after OC, and it was delightful yes. once again. But... We start out with Shannon and John, and they're moving forward in their relationship, or hoping to do so. And a big, I don't want to say speed bump, because they're communicative about it, which I really appreciate. They're having the conversations they need to have. Shannon has three kids leaving for school next year, so she's kind of panicked. She has a lot going on in her world. We find out later her ex, David, he's got rumblings in his marriage. Things aren't going well, which means that that obviously affects Shannon, because that affects her children. So like, she has... A whole bunch of shit going on. And John says to her, you know, I want you to be able to like take a breath and just relax and have fun. And it's such a touchy subject. I know that he's being genuine. John's trying to help. He's trying to say the right things without pushing too far because he's he's not saying that she's not fun. He's saying that you have so much to do right now. You're so stressed out about everything. You're not finding time for yourself to like breathe. Right. And it's, it's hard to say that without insulting, I think. I, I don't know because, I mean, again, I'm not in that situation. I'm not Shannon in this situation. So I, I didn't feel insulted by it. I thought that he was being Oh, supportive. no, I didn't either. Yeah, I, it, I, I just think I it's could, hard. Yeah, it's know? definitely a hard subject. But what I got from this, and I look, for what the show's worth and not enjoying it overall, from this scene, I actually kind of enjoyed it because this is the first time that we're seeing John when he's not on a boat in the background. Maybe it's his son. Maybe it's John. Who the hell knows? We're going to interrupt this conversation to talk to John. 500 yards away on a boat no we get to see john and they start talking about another dog and he's practical he gives her right answers you can tell that he's actually interested and cares about what shannon's doing with her life and her other kids i thought that shannon this episode aside from being back with Tamara's friends which fucking sucks now aside from that she kind of humanized herself doing this. whereas I, I thought the first couple episodes that she was insufferable and, and after that scene with john and then later you can see that it's actually affecting her that david is getting a divorce she calls her one of her daughters I, I didn't see which one she calls one of her daughters and she's like actually breaking down and i know it was a never before scene so if you didn't watch the peacock version you probably didn't see this but she was on the phone with her daughter talking about it and she was actually upset like it it's crazy to think like my Yes, I share children with this man, but he's still my ex-husband and I'm in a relationship right now. Like she still emotionally feels for him. 
And I thought that humanized her to the point that I actually like her now. No, I, again, she, yes. aside, she does take a completely big step back because she's now friends with Tamara. I agree with the Tamara thing, but I, I think that that's a perfect analysis. She took 10 steps forward for me because you're able to, this is the problem with production, right? Like we get different views of these women mm -hmm. to where maybe we're not getting the humanizing parts intentionally, which sucks for them because these weren't just like, mild humanizing moments these were massive these were things that i actually connected with her watched her get emotional about her children her ex-husband like you don't have to get emotional about your ex-husband but she did she felt for him she felt for her children she feels for she feels a lot and like i didn't get that in the beginning now i get that and i think that that's massive like we always talk about the humanizing moments and that was a big one but moving on from there we get tamra emily and heather and they're getting petties and uh they're talking over the Montana trip, and Tamara now respects manual labor after two days of glamping in Montana. She now gets it, I guess, which is... She I, wasn't even the one shoveling the shit. No, she wasn't, but I do love that Emily will always call out the ridiculous shit in her confession. She's yep. like, this is what it took for you to like respect people that have to do hard work. Not only that, but I love that Emily obviously already knew pretty much everything that happened on the Montana trip, and as it's being brought up to her, she's still asking questions. Two things that she knows the answers to. She she, pokes, she knows what's yeah, going on, does. and I love the way she does that because what it does is it forces that person to give you their side of a story that you've heard from maybe a third party that wasn't part of it. And maybe she talked to Gina, maybe she talked to Heather, maybe whoever she talked to. She knows what happened in Montana, so she asks Hammer, she asks Heather, what's going on, and they give her answers, and she gets to weigh both of them and then ask follow up questions because she already knows the answers to them. Yeah, I love that because we get to see how these women's brains work thanks to Emily and it gives us a whole new perspective on what's going on. I think that she deserves a round of applause for that. I agree. And especially we, for somebody who wasn't on the trip like that, it sucks that she wasn't there because I do like I Emily wish a lot. she would have been there. I think that she pushes people's buttons in the right way and she never really gets caught up in that fire. She's always there and agrees with somebody else or like actually puts her opinion out there. And somehow she gets out unscathed because she never quite goes over. Well, I think that's why I think that she does it from a constructive standpoint mm -hmm. where she also does not raise her voice 99% of the time. She will get pushed like we saw sure. at dinner. She kind of stands up, but she really does kind of stay within herself and she will keep pushing though. Like she keeps her volume level at the same pitch, but she'll keep poking and she does it with Heather Yeah, at the, at the nail salon because Heather's getting all, I, I do not like Heather Dubrow either. Like she is acting Mind like the Heather. victim in this entire thing. But Emily says to her, the things you say are hurtful. And Heather's like, I had a lot of things going on. My kids are going to college. My this, my that, me, me, me. But Tamara and Emily are both like, yeah, that's the problem right there. You are saying that your stuff is more important than Taylor's stuff. Yeah. You are, uh, there's a great quote from Emily later where she's like, she's so unaware that she's so unaware. And she really is. She lives in her own world. As soon as it gets to the confessional, and we see this repeatedly with Heather, she'll say one thing to their face, and when it gets to the confessional, she says the exact opposite, and that's how she truly feels. All she does in these situations is try to deflect and act like she's in the right, always, and I, I don't like that. I, there's no self-growth there, there's no self-reflection there, and it's just annoying. But we move on, we're at Jen's yoga studio. I enjoyed this scene, because Jen and Gina meet back up, and... I was on Gina's side with this thing. I do th understand how it could be triggering with her having been cheated on and then hearing about Jen's affair. That being said, the more I looked at it, I did feel like, all right, she didn't cheat on you, Gina. 
Like that was my point last week. I, I know, and that's oh, what I'm saying. Right. I'm saying the more <laughs> Jesus. I'm saying the more I've looked at it, it's like I think that we're both right. I think that it's like right in the middle there. I think that it's understandable that she's triggered, but there is a certain point in which you have to move forward from it. And Gina says that she goes, "I didn't take the time to process my shit." And sort of took that out on you. And Jen says, I can also see why that would be triggering. They both take responsibility for, and neither of them did anything wrong to each other. It's just they were both sort of triggered by one another. And they're both able to like sit there and say, hey, this is why I felt this way. This is why I felt this way. Clean slate. Let's move forward. Yeah. It's one of those situations where Gina doesn't necessarily, I, I like that she did come to her and explain her side of it and say that, yeah, I was triggered. I didn't handle things in my own house that I could have maybe handled differently. And that's what affected me so much when I heard your story. But at the same time, Gina, maybe you don't ask 15 follow-up questions and then get triggered even more. True. That's like yeah, if you so. are triggered, just understand where you are and don't dig deeper because it's only going to hurt more. Yeah, maybe remove you yourself. You could have just saved yourself from that whole thing by just kind of limiting the exposure there. And that would have been fine. But I, again, I understand it's a TV show, so she wants to show up. I get it. But I do like that she came back later. She had some time to think on it came right to Jen. Jen alone, important. Don't fucking bring Tamara around. Do not have Shannon there. Don't have Heather there. Don't have anybody that's going to impact your decision. Don't have anybody that's going to impact the conversation. Talk to somebody face-to-face, one-on-one. We need more one-on-ones. I'm so tired of this group (laughs) fucking grouping up on each other. And then you get Tamara screaming at people and moving her seat around because she needs to be more in the action. Like, no, dumbass, go sit at the end of the table where you belong. We'll get to that. I fucking hate Tamara. But that is- I would just like to say- the tone from yesterday to today's episode. Yeah, because the show sucks. It's this was such a like abrupt step back for this show. It was shocking to me. And it's funny you brought up Tamara because Jen says her and Tamara are good now. She's like, oh, everything's fine. And Gina goes to a confessional. She's like, I don't know why you'd be good with her. She's, She's dragging you. I don't all think over she town. is, honestly. I think the Jen's just trying to save face. I think Jen is generally confused. I think by Jen... what's going on with Tamara, because like we know. Tamara brought you onto the show. I think that Jen didn't expect it. to be blindsided like this for a storyline. I didn't That's expect what it. she did. I mean, it's Tamara. And we didn't expect it when we first yeah. saw it, but it's Tamara. Of course yeah. she's going to do something like this. So no, I kind of get it, but I think that she's so confused because she thought that Tamara was a friend. And now that the cameras are rolling, she's using her. And she's of blasting her. she is, though. But I know. I understand that. But maybe Tamara is completely different off camera. I don't fucking know. No she's got that podcast now. No so shot. that's like 100% of the time. So I really don't understand. But Gina is right, hits the nail right on the head. I don't understand how you could be back with being friends with Tamara. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. She is throwing you under the bus. She's sharing secrets. She's insinuating her ass off and trying to make you out to be a worse person than you are. Steele and I agree. There's definitely more to the Ryan story. There's definitely more going on there. For sure. Absolutely going yes. on there that she's not divulging and she's taking some other weird high road to try to get around it. But at the same time, Tamara is supposed to have your back and she clearly does not. If she doesn't have your back, then you shouldn't have hers. And thankfully later, we at least get them to kind of blow up. But I don't really care about Jen's side of it. Kind of tired of Jen. Oh, that's interesting. Jen actually took a step forward from this episode. I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I took it from Gina's side. Gina's okay because I like it when people, yeah, did I kind of condemn her reaction to everything and crying in the trailer and running away? Yeah, that was kind of weird. But she did come back and she did apologize and she explained it in not a condescending way. Yeah. No, I I think that's a big, that's a big plus. The next scene is Emily and it's just, we're going to touch on it quick because again, humanizing moment. 
Her and her mom have had a strained relationship, I guess, during her childhood. She was in charge of herself a lot and was had to grow up a little bit faster than maybe she would have liked. As she got older, I think she understands more kind of what her mother was going through and is, is wanting to just reconnect and rebuild that relationship. It's a little strained. The last time she saw her, I think, was like 2019. Like, that's mm-hmm. a long time. That means the kids haven't seen her since 2019. Her mom sends her some pictures of her as a kid. She gets emotional. She calls her mom after after her and Shane have a conversation. And I just thought it was really funny. It's like this heartfelt conversation and Emily's crying and Shane walks off with a drink at the end. He goes, well, good luck. And like, goes and turns the TV on. It seemed very ho-hum, but she has a touching conversation with her mom. They both end up crying and it does seem like they make more of a connection there, which is nice. But then we get to the Duffy boat. Are you tired of sacrificing comfort for style when it comes to your activewear? Well, we've got a solution that's going to revolutionize your wardrobe. Let me introduce you to Bird Dogs, the ultimate shorts for the modern adventurer. Picture this, you're out on a hike, hitting the gym, or simply lounging around at home. With Bird Dogs, you'll never have to compromise on comfort or functionality again. These shorts are designed to adapt to your active lifestyle while keeping you looking sharp. Bird Dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the same exact thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. I can attest to this. You do not get the butt sag with Bird Dogs. They hug everything. They make everything look good. Bird Dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton, and Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat-wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long, but that's not all. Bird Dogs have an integrated built-in liner offering unparalleled support and eliminating the need for underwear. No more undies. So say goodbye to uncomfortable chafing and hello to freedom. Need a place to stash your phone, wallet, or keys? Bird Dogs got you covered there too with deep, secure pockets You can keep your essentials close without worrying about them falling out during all of your adventures. And did I mention they're incredibly stylish? Bird dogs come in a range of vibrant colors and patterns so you can express your personality while staying on top of your game. Whether you're hitting the trails, hitting the weights, or just hitting the couch, bird dogs will be your new favorite shorts. So why wait? Upgrade your activewear game today. Go to birddogs.com slash bravbros or enter promo code bravbros for free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash bravbros or promo code bravbros for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. And I've never heard of a Duffy boat. It looked fucking uncomfortable. It looked uncomfortable. And it I, looked awful. Like to take a Duffy boat to Nobu in high heels just seems like a whole to do. Like just give me an Uber. Like give me an Uber black. Make a real boat then. Like I, I don't understand. You were on a yacht in the second episode. Just do that. Go around the harbor for you know a couple laps. Have a couple of drinks. Have some fun, and then well, get elbow off the to boat elbow. And they keep spilling shit. A water taxi. Just get a yeah, like you said. Just get an Uber. Get an Uber. Like take me to Nobu and go eat. But the first person to walk on, I'm actually happy they did it this way. Taylor arrives first, and we know Taylor and Heather have the the movie thing between each other, and I think we can both agree Heather's in the wrong with the movie thing. She is. And I just want to move. I just so do I. On. So do I. But we have to talk about it to move forward for it. But the way that Heather talks is intentional. It's pointed. And it, it is always self-servicing. She goes, for some reason, I hurt your feelings. Yeah. And I'm sorry. 
That's not a that's not an apology. And if you listen to her apologies throughout the episode, every time she apologizes, it's never "I'm sorry for what I did." It's "I'm sorry you felt that way," which is worse than saying for some reason is what really bothered me. As if Heather hasn't had seventeen conversations with different people on the show, yeah, specifically about what bothered Taylor. You know what you do not say for some reason, like you're misinformed on this whole thing. You know exactly why Taylor is upset. Just talk to her about why she's upset. Do not dance around it. It makes no sense. It's condescending, like you said. It's just bullshit, and I don't care anymore. I, that's the <laughs> biggest thing. Is like I we get stuck in these fucking dumb things that become storylines that nobody gives a shit about. If it's a one episode thing and then they handle it in Montana, fine, cool, whatever. It's not a big thing. But now that it's like five, six, we're on episode eight or seven or whatever. We're on episode seven. It's been going on for five episodes. It's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. There must be nothing else going on in these women's lives that they have to talk about this over and over and over again. And you know what? If there's nothing going on in these women's lives, get the fuck off TV. (laughs) You got nothing going on. Get out. Go. We started today's episode with me being aggressive. And, and I hate, I, I am so you got, OC you got is hot. OC, watching that calmer. today, watching that today was the biggest waste of time. Oh, see, just, it was yeah. dumb. But I do think that we at least are going to move forward from it. They come to terms face to face. Then we go to the confessional. And of course, Heather's like, I'm sure she's sorry for starting all of this, which is the most Heather Dubrow shitty thing to say. She's just not nice, man. She's just simply not nice. But everyone gets to the boat. And they take it to Nobu, and Gina doesn't realize that there's fish in the ocean, apparently, because she gets scared to death and asks, what just splashed out of the water? Probably a fish, Gina. You're in, you're in the water. It's the ocean. I, I would imagine it's a fish. A mermaid. It's a, oh, they, they found a mermaid skeleton. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did see that. <laughs> I don't think it's real. Oh, yeah. But uh, it happened. Wait, did you see that one fish that was like a feather fish? It, was, it had like 20 oh, yeah. different feathers I've coming off. I've seen those off. before. Not in person. I've seen there's like documentaries. They're really rare. It's a yeah. uh, star feather. Yeah, it's um, Or a feather star. One of the two. So but yeah, cool. They the ocean like 20, is horrifying. Like, we know more about the surface of Mars than we do the ocean. Because there's nothing on the surface of Mars. It's, no, that's just a No, thing. I know. I okay. <laughs> anyway, everyone arrives at Nobu, which let me remind anybody that's not familiar with Nobu, which most people probably are. It's one of the nicer places you can go to dinner like in the country. Like Nobu's are renowned. There's a few of them in major cities. Like Nobu's a big deal. It's not a place that you go and cause a scene. It's not a place that you go cause shenanigans and act like an asshole. And yet we have multiple people acting like an asshole, but they get to dinner and they're of course, of course Heather has to give out a gift. And in Japanese on the box, it says, too fabulous to shovel shit. Too fabulous to shovel shit. Too good for you is what I get from that. That's all I get from that. And that's just her attitude towards everybody. And that's where we get the Emily comment. She's so unaware of being so unaware. And that's the best way to describe Heather Dubrow. She has no clue. She doesn't care to learn. She doesn't care to know. And it's just, she's good at keeping her little bubble and her mind that she's in the right, she's doing everything right, and everyone else is doing it wrong. And I, I don't I like just, people. I like feel that. like her mindset is that of like a 20 year old that maybe was like a child star or just like oh, a rich kid. Oh, that's a kid. good point. Yeah. She's in her 50s. Like, yeah. grow up, grow figure up, it out. Like, please. that you're too, that, that you, just like Emily said, it doesn't make any sense for you to be that downputting of 
people who work like that. I know. I don't like, get it. It's not funny. Like, again, if a 20-year-old girl in L.A. that's rich did that, it would make sense. If Paris Hilton 15, 20 years ago did that, that would be on brand. I understand that. But for Heather Dubrow to do it, it's just, you're an asshole. Yeah, you're putting people down that are watching your show, honestly. So it, it's a weird move, but... Also, why in Japanese? Nobu Japanese, I guess? Yeah, it's, it's, it's still, Japanese it's, fusion. It's, There's a lot of Japanese-related dishes there. Yeah, there, it's so an like exceptional. If you came back from food. Japan and you were They're shoveling black shit cod. there, then that would make sense. Nobu black cod is one of the greatest things you can eat. But this is where we start to dive into Jen a little bit. And Tamara goes... Just be honest. This is where she starts being, say, just be honest again. Let's also understand Tamara's hammered again because she was ripping shots with Shannon before the boat. She's drinking all on the boat. She gets to Nobu. She's ripping shots. Like she's, she's wasted way more so than anybody else there. How many episodes away do you think we are for Tamara blaming Shannon for her drinking too much? One. You think just one more. right next week? Yep. yep. One more. She's just, she's always, she's just a wild card, dude, and not in a good way. Not no, I didn't really way. used to drink, but then you and I became on good terms, and all of a sudden I'm drinking all the time. Yeah. I feel like you're just bad for me. Something like that. that thousand percent. Wow. That literally sounds like her, but we start laying out stuff we've already talked about, the dick pic, the accidental dick pic, quote unquote, which clearly is not an accident. Clearly she's believing Ryan in some weird story he told her, which whatever, like we've talked about it already. Emily asks the genuine questions. Are you overlooking red flags? And this is one of those moments where you can say, is Emily being rude? I don't think so. I think Emily is asking real questions to get real answers. Like, she's good at that. And again, it, when she does it, it seems investigative, but not condescending. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that if this was like a public story or something that was floating around social media and she had asked it, I would have a different take on it. Yeah. But because we've talked about this and they were talking about it up in Montana, Emily wasn't there. I think Emily has the right to ask. I agree. But immediately, Tamara starts screaming. Like, didn't he fuck up already? And she's yelling at Jen for not talking about it. First of all, Tamara, you're not the judge and jury. You can't force Jen to talk about it, even though you've made that your primary storyline this year is to drag your friend who you brought on the show, which is such a weird move and just shows you who Tamara Judge is. But she starts bringing up, you know, when he came to the gym, he said he wanted to fuck me and this and that. And that's when Jen goes, you need to watch what you're saying, okay? Implying that there's some more there, Tamara. You try to act like you're scot-free, like you're holier than thou, like you would never sink to that level. But you said some shit too. She gets up from the table screaming and throws a napkin in Jen's face and gets in her face. And Jen, to her credit, calm, cool, collected. What's wrong with you? What are you doing? This is ridiculous. It was. That was insane. That's not a fun housewives moment. That was an aggressive, borderline scary moment. It's, I thought she was going to hit her. I was like, why are you getting in her face right now? Because she been, challenged you. Can talk, you can talk all the shit that you want to everybody at the table, behind her back, in front of her face, drag her man that she's now dating. Whether you like it or not, they're together. You can talk all of this shit about someone who's supposed to be your close friend. She challenged you one time. You have the nerve to stand up, throw a napkin at her, and stomp off as though you're going to punch her in the face. That's ridiculous. That is so not self-aware. That's who Tamara Judge is. She's not self-aware. She's rude. She's condescending. She spins her own narratives to fit her own lifestyle. This scene made me livid. And then she goes downstairs like she's like, she's dating a douchebag. And but why are you so invested? Why are you so invested in her? She was actually a friend, and we've seen her be a friend to Jen this whole time, and she was yelling and screaming about her dating a douchebag. That would make sense because then you're just having a hard time trying to get through to your friend to try to break up with this douchebag that you know is wrong for her. That makes sense to me because you're stuck in a hard place. You have proven since episode one 
that Jen is only there for you to throw her under the bus for her yep. storyline. You are not being a good friend to Jen. So for you to run downstairs and start yelling that she's dating a douchebag, it's only self-serving. It has nothing to do with your friend Jen. It has everything to do with you. You're just trying to cause a scene. You're trying to make this the main storyline of the year. Wow, Tamara Judge is back and she's here for a vengeance and she's trying to help out her friend. No, Tamara Judge is back and she's being a huge bitch. Yeah. She sucks. She's, she's awful. awful. She should have never come back. I don't think that OC should have came back in general. I think that what you do is you just put Taylor somewhere as a friend of. You throw maybe Gina out there. She's okay. Figure out where Emily can go. Emily can put go Put her somewhere. on something like an Ultimate Girls Trip. I don't care. She's fine. But this show in general just shouldn't be back. And if you're trying to make a big deal about, wow, OC's back in a big way, you have her go, you have Tamara go on Watch What Happens Live, and she's so, so excited to be on there. We said it last year. Tamara sucked on Ultimate Girls Trip yep. when she was at the We were shocked place. when she got asked back. When she was the first person, and it was the big piece of news that she was asked back, and people were excited about it. You and I were like, what the fuck? She sucks. Bring Vicky. She's awful. Bring Vicky. Sake. Vicky's funny, at least. Yeah. Tamara's not funny. She's not funny, but she, she thinks she, she tries is. to be funny, and she sucks. She's not funny. She's an asshole, and she stinks. Get her off the TV. Get the whole show off the TV. I don't care. I can't wait to post this on sucks. Instagram. But let's finish it out. Jen finally speaks out. She finally gets pushed to the point where she says, you air all of my shit out in front of everybody. And Tamara says, that wasn't me. And I'm like, boom, that's you. That's yep. who you are. You just lied to everybody at the table, everybody watching the show. We sit here and watch you, Tamara. This is what you always say. How do these people not know that there's cameras on them at all times? You have a mic on your neck. Not only that, but she's lying in her confessionals too. Do you, like, who are you lying to? Like, we see you for who you are. You're supposed to be a veteran housewife. You should know how this works. She you goes, look like an idiot. Yeah, she goes downstairs and is ripping shots with Shannon. She goes outside. She's yelling about Ryan. She's making fun of his height, which is weird. Like, I leave the appearance out of it. There's no need to go there, regardless of how you feel about Ryan. And the whole thing blew up, like I said, because Jen's like, there's more here. Apparently, there was a party like two or three years prior, and Tamara went over to Ryan's house, texted or called Jen and said, hey, I'm at Hot Gym Guy's house. Should I go upstairs with him and take one for the team? She's been party to these kinds of conversations over the years. Now that she's back on TV, now it's inappropriate. Now you have questions. Now you have concerns about your quote-unquote friend because it's convenient for you for a storyline. Get the fuck out of here. No one's falling for it. She comes back upstairs, has the nerve to say to Jen, I'm livid. I'm sorry I threw the napkin. I'm livid. You don't have the right to be. You, haven't, you are the problem. You are the problem with everything. You've ruined. We were fine with OC. We were fine until this episode. Tamara Judge ruined it in one fell swoop. And Gina and Heather, like they question their shit. Heather does more Heather stuff. We don't really need to get into it. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Yeah, no, I didn't either. But the, it goes, the one thing I will point out, they didn't show it. But she says, how long is Travis going to put up with you? And I talked about this before when Gina wanted to call Travis yeah. and she was upset about the cheating thing. Yep. In a healthy relationship, that's 100% okay. It's Travis's job to be an adult and be mature enough to listen to his girlfriend's significant other and say, hey, we're going to get through this. Let me hear what you got to say. I know it's tough to hear you talk about your ex and getting cheated on, but that's the role I play in your life yep. now. And for Heather to question his loyalty to her, and I'm glad Gina said back to her, like, what are you talking about? That's my boyfriend. Like I'm allowed to talk to him about this stuff. Like that's so inappropriate and so over the line to talk about someone's relationship and to put that in Gina's head. Like that's just, it's going to make her insecure next time she wants to share something and that's going to build walls in a relationship. So great job, Heather, you asshole. Like 
you can look at my book. I literally wrote bullshit at the bottom of this in big capital letters and fuck you underline because I was so sick of this shit. And at the end of it, I wrote boo awful zero out of 10. Like this was one of the most infuriating episodes ever. And it stems from Tamara Judge. I'm done with Tamara Judge. Me too. Ooh, now let's talk about Crappy Lake because that's going to make me happy. Yeah, Crappy Lake's good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. Crappy Lake is great. And this is a very different angle we're going to take here. I know we were just on the hate train. A lot of people... Like when we rant, I know there's some people that like us to be silly. So if you like us silly, go back and listen to our yesterday episode because you're in a great mood. OC put us in a bad mood. Today, Crappy Lake got me back to neutral. This show's delightful. It really is. Like everything about it's light, it's easy, it's fun. And we started out, Sonia had the night of her life. She did. With a good old boy from the South. She got tipped a dollar and quarters. She got tipped a dollar and quarters. And she said, I mean, pretty much like, let's just flat out say it. She got railed. By a country boy. She did. And she's thrilled about it. And I love that. I love Richard. These two are so open to doing this stuff. Yes. Not, not the sex. I mean, <laughs> yeah, the, whoa, like, hey. the lifestyle. Like, yes. I love that everything that they're presented with, they're like, like, we can do that. They got comfortable so quickly. I mean, it's, it's so funny. Like, I would probably, it would probably take me a couple of days, maybe a week to get comfortable in that hotel, motel. And it seems like they're both so comfortable being there at this point. They don't care. Like, they're walking around later in 93-degree heat and 90% humidity, and you wouldn't notice. No. They were having a good time. They're just having a blast, just the two of them. Sonia rolls in shit and is unbothered. Completely unbothered. Like, they laughed about it. They brought it into the car. They had a great time. It's just so lighthearted. And I know that, yeah, there are some times, if you look at Roni in the past, that maybe it wasn't so lighthearted between the two of them. But this show, if they continue this, it's going to be a delight all the way through. They can send them for the next five summers to different small towns across the u.s and i will watch each one if it's like this and just send them to different parts they have different activities yeah that's the thing i don't think i really don't think it's going to work with anyone else you're going to have to use the two of them two of them have a great chemistry gives them that gives them 10 years of shows that's what i want to make sure bravo doesn't do because you know what they do they're like oh this duo works what other duo works don't worry about it this duo works keep this duo keep sending them places but 
the big thing they have on the docket is to build a playground with Craig. And I love how pessimistic Craig is about their ability to follow through on this or to be able to handle all of this shit. They've proven that they're up for the task in most of their other things thus far. I've yeah. got to give them that. They I have not shied that. away. So I do like that they showed the original look towards what Craig said. I, I completely forgot in the first episode when they got off the plane. Craig was one of the people that they interviewed. And he said, ah, two rich girls coming from New York. This is going to be a long five weeks. <laughs> and they did that twice. And it's so funny that they did the callback because I thought it was just a throwaway scene just to show how people are getting ready for these women coming into their small town. And it was Craig, the guy, the public works guy who they're going to work with on this playground. And for, for everything that it is, it looks like they're having so much fun. It looks like children running around. Mm. I mean, Craig is talking to Sonia and Sonia is giving him a rundown about what they've done in the past and the people that they can talk to. Luann was flinging around a little like rangefinder type of thing or um, like a measuring stick or whatever the hell she was playing with. Just having a good time tossing it up into a tree and letting it fall down. Like it was great. It, it's just they're always having fun. They're never just sitting around doing absolutely nothing. They're never just starting some fucking drama with each other. They're always having a good time, even when somebody's trying to steal Sonya's man. <laughs> I know. Like, they're but... still having a, f a good time. And that takes us to the mudding scene. Have you ever been mudding? Once, yeah. You did? Yeah. There was a, every spring training, we, we would all, most of us would get down there and like. It wasn't like that, though. I, I, we didn't do it in like the big monster. Oh, yeah, yeah. So in Florida, when most of us would get there at the end of January, like early February before spring training started to start working out at the complex. And like, there was the Redneck Yacht Club in central Florida. And you would meet in the middle of bumfuck Florida. And it was just like that. It yeah. looked the same, but it was in the middle. I mean, there was trees and chicks. It was middle of Florida, but hundreds, hundreds of people, trucks, there's races, there's different kinds of competitions and stuff like that. And you camp out there for like three days. It's disgusting. That it's, sounds awful. Yeah. But it's so much fun. Like I camped out in the back of a pickup truck for two days. I think all I ate was like granola and I just drank beer. For three days straight. And it, yeah. was, it was awesome. But I, I could never do it again. But I do love mudding. And I love that these two are down to do this. And I love how much Sonia is into Billy. She legitimately, like, she's, she's smitten by the Southern boy. I, I guess he's a Midwestern he, boy. He but. definitely rubbed off on me a little bit differently today than he did at the bar the other I agree. Because at the bar the other night, I'm like, oh, look at this douchebag. He's got his shirt off. He's got his fucking last name tattooed across his back. What an asshole. And then when they go mudding with him today, they're like, this dude's a delight. He's a pleasant he's, guy. He's a nice he's just, dude. He's a small town guy that likes simple things. And he, like, this is going to be, and I wrote this down on the other page. There's a movie here. There is 100% a movie here. Luann and Sonya go to a small town. Two rich New York elites go out to some bumfuck town to try to do some charity work, try to help out. I don't think they could put this on Hallmark. You could this put this on. You're going to have to make it like X-rated Hallmark. I don't think that exists, but all right. But if, if you did, and then, you know, they're out there just for a TV show, but Sonia finds love with Billy, and then Luann goes back to the big city. Sonia goes with her, but she's missing something when she gets there. There's a piece of her missing. She left it back in Benton. She has to go back and find it. She gets back there. Billy doesn't live in Benton. She didn't know that. Billy's gone. She's got to find Billy. All she has left is tire tracks leading away from the pond. Where did Billy go? She follows the track. She gets back to Billy's house. Billy has a picture of his wife in the window. And she panics. Little window. do we know. This is why it's in the, the window. Oh. Because the wife passed away five years ago. And in memorandum, he keeps the picture in the window. Sonia doesn't know that. She goes back to New York. Billy, he sees her leave. He gets on a plane immediately. Flies there. Lands. And when he gets to New York City, he makes this big grand gesture. He walks into Sonia's building. And he goes, Sonia, I'm here. And they fall in love and move back to Benton happily ever after. 
see. Why would they move back to Benton? He's because she's Benton. a small town girl. Because that's where they met. That's where the magic happened. Who's living in a lonely world? Have Any you, of them? Have you, <laughs> they both are until they find each other. This is a beautiful just movie. Just think of that just now. I swear to God. I figured out that there was a movie here. I just put that whole thing together okay. right now. Yeah. Right. That was that was freestyle screenwriting. Honestly, that's probably better than most Hallmark movies I've ever watched. It's pretty so. much a Hallmark movie. And then you can just throw in some, you know, raucous sex scenes, apparently, because Sonia and him are getting after it in the motel. Billy's laying pipe. Billy lays the pipe. He's got to go. Billy on. Richard. Well, you know <laughs> what Richard, the nickname for that is, right? Dick Shard. No, I just Dick. What? <laughs> <laughs> so his name's Billy Dick, is what I'm saying. So that's pretty much it. Uh, we find out they're not going to be able to get the playground. I'm sure they'll figure out a way around it. I don't see that as like this big hurdle. But I just, the quotes from Sonia are so good. She's like, when they're in the limo that Billy pulls up in, which is hysterical, she said, Good dick only goes so far. There's no accoutrement in here. And then Luann starts making a play at Billy jokingly. And she's like, You know, I'm like the cock curator. She's like, once I've been with a guy, everyone knows that's good dick. But let me get done with him first. That's what I was talking about. Like, Luann goes after this guy and starts flirting with him. And Sonya doesn't get pissed off no, about it's it. funny. She doesn't get upset about it's it. She throws Sonya, or she throws Luann into the mud. Yeah. And yeah. then she gets thrown into the mud. And then she's rolling around in poop. Like, the whole thing is just fun to watch. And we don't, it's so funny because honestly, in the past, I feel like I would have looked at this and said, this is just a good watch on in the background for a little while that I can have like some feel good moments for. I'm paying more attention to this than I was OC. 100%. Like, I was getting angry at OC and wondering why it's even on my TV anymore. Why do I care about this thing? And I'm zoning out a little bit here and there. With this, I'm watching attentively because I'm having a good time watching it. That's why it sits atop the power ranking. You know what? This was cathartic for me. Yeah, I probably well, I did the same thing, though. I watched OC first and then watched Crappy Lake, and I think that's why I was I, in a better spot. Yeah, I think this was cathartic watching that, and then this, I swear to God, Every time I'm amped up, we sit down, do the podcast. I always settle down. And I'm sorry that we came in so hot today. We were both. I did not expect to come in hot today. I, I was fine. I think I was feeding off of your energy. Probably. I set the tone. That's my bad. I told you I set the vibe. That's something. Big vibe setter. I'm a big vibe setter. Dick down in Dallas. <laughs> I told you that was going to catch. It, it's catching. Uh-huh. I've been playing that song for like two years. I put it on repeat at the Conchie Corner when we go watch football games. You know what's funny is that's what I thought. That's why I think that Billy had. So Billy either had quarters in his pockets for one of two reasons. Jukebox. Playing pool or the jukebox. Or the condom machine in the bathroom. That's actually a really Small good Small town bar, there's probably yeah. a condom machine in the bathroom. I, I always keep a lookout for those. They still exist movie in some the- places. Old movie theaters, yep. which is weird. You can get cologne, a condom, and a piece of gum. <laughs> Aspirin. <laughs> Aspirin. And then like skeevy gas stations. Mm-hmm. Like when I go pick up Poppy in Texas, if I stop at like a roadside gas station to like go pee, a lot of times there's stuff like that in there. Yeah, that makes sense. But that takes us to the question portion. Let's wrap this bad boy up. So we can go to a sound bath and calm the fuck down. (laughs) So up first, we have... Oh, this is an interesting question. From Christine DeFilippis. Thoughts on Ryan? Would you bros interview him? Absolutely. We'll interview anybody. Yeah, we'll interview. That'd be an interesting interview, actually. Yeah, we're not going to be assholes about it. We wouldn't be assholes. But that was we, the funniest thing come from the Fuda thing was we would interview Louie and we're not going to be an asshole about it. We're going to let him talk and then figure out what he said and what's a lie and what's not. Just like we will with everybody else. Absolutely. Absolutely. From Amy Middleton 555. Oh, God. Power rankings of OGs, Shannon, Heather, Tamara. I can do this for both of us. Shannon, Heather, Tamara. Yeah, thank you. Yep, you're welcome. 
From Mr. Jared Barnes, our good friend Jared B., you think Tamara put pressure on herself to do the fucking most because she was rehired? Yeah, and I also just think this is who she is inherently. I think that she thinks that she's a fucking star. She thinks she is. She's not. Yeah. Like, she... At all. If you were a star, you wouldn't have been asked to leave in the first place. Correct. That's the biggest statement right there, dude. You should have some humility when you come back and just be thankful that they asked you to come back. Don't be all, oh, oh, OC's dying without me. It's like, no, OC's just dying. OC's dying. Not and with, you, it's you, with or without you. You actually are accelerating it. Exactly. Yeah. You are expediting the death rate. Yep. It's been a wild episode. We've, we got a little heated. If we, if we got you a little nervous, we're sorry. We'll be fine next week when Roni comes back. We can watch another episode of Crappy Lake. We can watch Atlanta. I'm enjoying those three, and I know that it's a slow season for Atlanta, according to a lot of uh, OG Atlanta fans. We respect that. We still enjoy it, um, but we are you know, slowly plugging away on these shows. Atlanta's got to be wrapping relatively soon. I'd imagine we're getting close. Uh, Crappy Lake, I'm not sure what the runtime is. I hope it continues until we get like Beverly Hills back, honestly. Remember to buy tickets to our live show next week. We're so excited for it. City Winery, Manhattan, July 26th. Make sure you get your tickets. Follow us on all our socials at brav underscore bros and subscribe to our Instagram. And by Instagram, I mean YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at brav bros podcast. And remember, if you want to go to Barbenheimer with Magoots, you need to email us, subject line, Barbenheimer application. One. Why you deserve to go with Shooter. Two, why you want to see Barbenheimer. Three, what's your gift? Here, and the schedule is as follows. Oppenheimer first, break in between, a little bit of food, maybe a couple cocktails, back in the Barbie. You got to start feeling sexy before Barbie. Yeah, I agree. Maybe get a Cosmo or something like make you, or a Manhattan, make you feel sexy. Yeah, a you martini. Know? Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, do something. Make yourself feel good. You deserve it, buddy. Well, last week when I went to go see Mission Impossible, they gave us a bucket of beers. Yeah, you told me that. That was I... wild. It's so funny. Like, practicality, not great, but it made a lot of sense. I mean, we each, George and I each got two beers. But you put the big bucket full of ice and beers down in front of you, and people are trying to cross over it. It's really funny. You remember in high school when we go to movies with a case oh, of yeah. beer and sit oh, in yeah. the back, and we'd get up at the end, and it's like, <laughs> it's just cans clanging everywhere. Or just us, like, fake coughing over cans opening. Yeah. <laughs> we would always miss it. Just like <clears throat> we would ask somebody else to cough for us while we opened it, because for some reason we couldn't cough and do it at the same time. Oh, it's just oh boy. Great times. All right, we're going to go uh, to a sound bath. And we will see you next week. We got two episodes next week. And our live, oh, actually, we might not. I was, just, I was yeah, just yeah, thinking yeah. about that. I was going to talk to you off We air, got but... one. Uh, we'll do one episode next week because we, we have our live show. We'll do one episode and because our live show is Wednesday night. We'll do Crappy Lake, Atlanta, and Roni. And OC can kick and rocks. And OC can get the fuck out. I like that. I think we need a break again from OC. But uh, we love all of you. Sorry we got a little amped up. It's not at you guys. It's pretty much specifically at Tamara Judge. So, Rob Bros are out of here. Bye-bye. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. 
And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.